So uh, yeah, Devanshi. So how would you you know want to introduce yourself for someone who does not know who you are? All right. So I've been writing for ten years. Hello, everyone. I am Devanshi, and I am an author by you know heart and soul. And I've recently started up Metas Services, which is a one-stop solution. for content writing designing financial services and anything and everything that you require so basically it's like a one stop for all the vendor requirements that you have okay. and the idea kind of comes from the uh, comes from the fact that people require different services and they have to juggle with a lot of new people so the whole idea is to is to give them one uh, one stop solution for everything that they require yeah so um for new writers who you know just want to start out in the writing world they feel that it's just they sitting down with their laptop penning down ideas and one day it would come out as a book on amazon and you know they will start sharing links and all purchase my book etc uh, right, it's not right. the, it's not the same uh, that's what i have studied till now but would you run through what all who, who all are the people who are involved in the process of a book writing Absolutely I mean I agree with the fact that yes it's not just about you know writing when we talk of writing a book or publishing a book yeah. in case you really want to reach out to people you want people to read your story it's really important to kind of you know understand the publishing process you correctly pointed out there are a lot of stakeholders in that journey it's a complete lifetime you know that you're building up together so uh, there are reviewers there are editors there are designers the illustrators and the marketing team that you know club together in order to make the publishing team so it's obviously not just you know that you've written and there's this angel who comes in your life and publishes the book it is a complete process these are a lot of services that are involved in it so yeah so uh, who does what like if there is a writer i i guess there's a publisher i guess there's a marketing team i guess that there is someone yeah. who designs so what all role sure. do they play So you know you have to break the publishing part into the the things that I just mentioned. It's more about uh, a person writing a book, after which the reviewer kind of reviews the whole script, does developmental edits, editing portions, the grammatical errors. Then there is you know the designer who's working upon the illustrations if they are required in the book, the book cover, the whole details around you know how the look and feel of the book is going to be. And then there's the marketing team who helps in bringing out or reaching out to the readership that's interested in the kind of genre that you've worked upon and the kind of language that you've written in so it's basically like you know i i really like breaking publishing into these services because it is about these things that make publishing so yeah, yeah. that's the whole journey so uh, now that you explained you know th- that this is the process through which any writer would have to run through if they want to get their book in market next yes, i want to ask yes. you is that um what like if you could put numbers to this thing that how much initial investment is required for a newbie writer to bring his book in market and to successfully you know uh, advertise it so that people actually read it and you know purchase it right so you know when we speak of numbers uh, so it's kind of difficult to define you know that this is uh, the number that one person would require or this is the amount that you can get from a book it completely depends upon the story upon the way you are marketing it right it's not really a necessity product that we bring it out in the market and we know that this is the investment i'm going going to put and this is what i'm going to get it's yeah. more about the art form it's about how you are presenting your story it's also about how you are 
marketing it so i absolutely agree that you know the art form is one part of uh, how well your book does the other part of course is how well are you marketing it how smartly are you marketing it so uh, you may want to put in crores and crores of money in the marketing but how effective is that marketing becomes a very important part so for me personally you know there isn't say a number that you have to invest and what you can return or what you can get as returns it's more about the fact that how effectively are you using the amount that you have and how much revenue you make through the journey so um, i would want to keep it as you know uh, a case by case uh, study for these books yeah so uh, what you said that it actually depends on what is your like you know motive and which audience are you targeting in your marketing process right. but i'm sure that there must be some fixed cost like the publishing fee the designer cost and all so what are the like this is the base minimum amount that you mm-hmm. need to have in your pocket if you even want to dream of publishing so what is that fixed no, amount so so i think there is uh, there is the publishing industry that you need to understand for it right that yeah. there are traditional publishers there are self publishers so when we talk of the traditional publishers they do not charge anything for publishing a book when you speak of self publishers they have different uh, you know ideas in order to charge for the services they are providing or uh, you know sometimes they kind of go ahead with a revenue based model yeah. so again it's kind of uh, not really fair to put in say this is the amount that uh, we are going to put or this is the amount that we are going to invest into it i think it completely depends from person to person okay so uh, having said that uh, i'll reference uh, an article that i read on cora because i was researching for this podcast and that read that sure uh, sure if, sure that, that read that if you are a newbie in your college and you just uh, had this wonderful idea that okay i'm going to publish a book you need to have bare bare minimum of uh, 25 to 30k in your wallet if you genuinely want the book to reach certain shelves if you want the book to reach amazon and all at least 25k is the minimum amount that you need as a beginners investment so how far this is true and how much is of this is in hoax so i kind of do not know the context in which uh, these numbers have been given or by which publisher have they been given so me personally i don't think that you can kind of define that okay you're writing a book you just take a a stone given thing that okay 30000 is required sometimes some books require way too much of marketing as compared to the others so uh, i would want to stick with the fact that you know there isn't a number that you can say without knowing the script because that's really right. unfair to one the script okay. also to the writer because you know every script is different also every writer has a perspective of marketing it so i wouldn't say that i can put a, a cost to it and say that okay this is the amount that you should be working upon yeah. so it completely depends i kind of uh, and just adding to it i've kind of seen writers not investing too much into the marketing part and their books have been doing amazingly well so you know the people who are just publishing or foreign authors who are just writing on kindle or juggernaut i think i've i've seen them do really well in terms of their marketing so for me there isn't a cost that defines the book it's the book or the quality of the book that defines how much would you want to market the book right so that that's what i would like to stick cool so uh, once again going to the marketing part of your book how much is it important sure. to have your own distribution network distribution network as in uh, how much is it required that you have a social presence you have a media presence that yeah. x number of people actually know you so that you just have to send in one message that hey i have written a book and those people come to know that okay this book is releasing soon so how much of a network is actually required 
I think very much. I mean, if you ask me out of 100, I would say 80% of what your marketing should be, should be online because, you know, that's where everyone is. One online marketing kind of gives you that reach to a lot of people without you being physically present. That's one part about being socially present. The second thing I would say is also about, you know, the details that social media can, can reach out to so many people. It can take the details of your book to them. I think that's the power of it. And sometimes just an Instagram story can do wonders. So for me, if you ask me, social media is like the, like the base of your marketing for a book. Above it, of course, there are offline events, there are other things as well. But uh, also, you know, considering the fact that in um, in these last two, three months, we as publishers have seen a rise in the ebook sales. We've kind of seen people really uh, engaging with the, the ebook format. All those who were really close to paperback, they've also started, you know, reading much online. So I think that's really uh, got a boom for the ebook sector. That's one. And also, when you are present online, uh, you know, you are just just a click away from your reader. So I think that's really important. And if you ask me, social media presence is the most important part of the book marketing plan. Cool. So um, next I wanted to ask you was that uh, we know certain names which are big in the publishing industry like Penguin India and many others. Now I have been to their websites uh, as to like if someone wants to publish a book, like what is the process and all. And I've seen that they have a certain kind of drop box, like you fill a form, you upload your uh, details and all. And if they get back to you, uh, it's good. And then you can talk further. Otherwise, forget about it. Uh, but sure. I've spoken to a lot of budding writers who want to write books and their perspective is like lakhs and thousands of people would be sending in their entries, their ideas to this huge publishing house. What are the chances sure. that my idea would be, would even reach in front of their eyeballs? Like they would even see my thing. So I want to ask you from a publisher standpoint, do these big publishing houses actually scan through every idea that reaches them? Or is it just that they only help big names in publishing their books? Sure. So uh, I'm going to talk about Srishti Publishers because uh, with them, I have uh, been publishing for around three and a half, four years now. And they're pretty, pretty big in terms of their distribution and, uh, you know, the name in the Indian marketing and Indian publishing industry. So uh, for me, if you ask, uh, you know, I shared the proposal online with them. I shared it for the second book as well. It did not get through, right? I was in 12th. It did not work through with them. The the third one, no matter what I do, when I shared it with them, it wasn't that I went through a literary agent or I, you know, knew them personally. It was through the proposal that I shared. So with my own experience, I really feel that the publishers were genuine enough who are doing pretty well. They go through the scripts. I got to them, uh, you know, because they uh, kind of saw each and every proposal that they got. So I feel that uh, what's required is not to kind of, you know, uh, think that I'm not going to get through. It's more about the story that you're working on. See, at the end of the day, the publishers need stories to sell better, right? So it's important that you invest better in terms of your thoughts, your stories. And first, Think of writing a good story and then thinking of publishing it. I think that's that's what's more important to reach out to a better publisher. Understood. Uh, in this, I wanted to ask, uh, in the writing space, in the writing industry, how important, like, uh, I won't say important, important is a wrong word. I'll say how useful is it that uh, you have your names published in big newspaper in certain segments, like you send your articles to Times of India in those times, and if they yeah. publish uh, certain articles with your name as the writer, how much does it add a feather in your cap in the writing industry? Yeah. 
see so uh, i think that considering any industry print medium is a strong medium of reaching out to people uh, for those who are not on social media they are reading newspapers every day right so my grandmother reads the newspaper every morning she kind of uh, sees each and every news so you have one audience that's present online who doesn't really uh, you know care about if the article is there in the times of india or the uh, hindustan times they're very happy with the fact that okay i can see the person on instagram that's what is important for me that's one part of the audience the other part which is a very large uh, you know large percentage is not there on social media and they really like you know uh, getting that authentic information from newspapers so i think that be it any industry including the writing industry i think it's it it kind of adds a, a golden feather to the cap of course but nevertheless when i'm speaking of it i would also want to include here that it's not that you know you can get your articles or you can you know get yourself in the newspapers and then the book will do amazingly well it's not that it's just that it brings an authentic um authentic essence to uh, to who you are i think yeah. that's there it's and separate, just it's separate to, you from the crowd yeah yes it does and also while i'm just uh, you know talking about it i would say that there are a lot of authors these days who really are you know putting in a lot of money to get published you know the whole thing published in the newspapers so my uh, only suggestion to them would be that hey don't you don't pay someone to take your interview right uh, let it come organically let it come and let your work speak through it when that happens that's when you feel you know blessed to yeah. kind of uh, be there in the interview so yeah. my suggestion would be that uh, so in having this uh, box checked i would next want sure. to ask you that if there is a student who is passionate about some thought let's say suppose um, if i am passionate about podcasting for the purpose of this mm. example and i have a lot of ideas about podcasting the way it is the future sure. predictions and all uh, sure. for sure i can pen down 200 pages uh, it won't be the best curated book but it would just be a beginner's guide to podcasting that's what i can curate okay uh, sure now taking the consideration that suppose i do not i have putting numbers to it i have zero rupees to spend behind publishing marketing etc etc what are the means to get out my book in the market yeah so uh, i think you can publish your own uh, book yourself so basically when you are uh, you know interested in getting it through one is either you get a traditional publisher who can do that for you if not that you will you know you will have to kind of figure out a better way maybe putting it up on a juggernaut or putting it up on a uh, you know an ebook platform where people can read it you know uh, here i would just want to mention one thing that when you say that you know you do not want to invest any thing into it then you'd also uh, you know have to ensure that you are able to design the book yourself you're able to edit the book yourself so basically the whole idea here if you ask me you're a student and you want to write a book now that thing having said you know you really need to be sure about the editing part you need to be sure about the the services that we were talking of how much can you invest in them like how much in terms of your energy or skills can you invest in them your content for, curation uh, for, basically 
Yes, exactly. So I think to start with, my uh, my suggestion would be that you start doing an ebook. Try to figure out your market, right? Uh, you're stepping into the market to test who are the people who would want to read what you've written. That's the first step for a beginner without any investment. And then after which you kind of can come up with uh, with your ebook. You you can kind of write on Juggernaut. You can come up with an um, you know Audible book as well. So these are the things that you could really do without. Uh, you know without investing too much into it understood um next uh, to you would be that right now digital is booming a lot and yeah with like so books were the written form of content and right now sure. if we talk about digital apart from ebooks there is a thing blogging that is the digital form of written media okay so uh, how much do you think writing books and uh, people who write books their market has been affected because of bloggers who just uh, upload quick blogs like if you want to let's say fix a mobile application there is a one minute read article just read that and you are done with it so how much has the book industry been affected by that see so you know this question is like how much has netflix affected the people who were going out for movies you know it's it's more of that that how much have the web series affected the people who were uh, you know watching movies and for me if you ask me like i've been doing a lot of workshops around writing i've been meeting a lot of bloggers also authors right so for me the the audience that interest that's interested in blogs is completely separate from the audience who loves reading books or you know reading thrillers romance not uh, you know really interested in blogging is completely different from the audience that is interested in reading fiction or non fiction the reason also i'll tell you the audience for blogging is crisp precise people who you know aren't too much into reading they just want to have the gist of it very quickly that's the yeah. audience who go to bloggers right and for fiction they, uh, they are the readers who want to have the reading experience they want to you know live the characters life they want to learn something from the story yeah. so for me uh, the audience is very different in terms of their character traits and the way they want to read so uh, that's why i think the blogging and uh, writing can definitely Co coexist together. Yeah, understood. Uh, so, so a question which is similar to this, but not exactly the same, uh, is that sure. uh, we are reading on the internet a lot that because of excessive use of social media, because of excessive use of mobile phones, as a generation, our attention span is reducing a lot. Like uh, every passing year, our attention span goes down. Uh, in saying that. amidst all the formats of media like if you take into consideration video if you take into consideration podcast books are the one that take the most time to consume like to read a book you just can't sit in an hour and you know finish a book right in podcast right. in in saying that podcasts are also long form content but podcasts are something which you can just sure. sleep and consume like someone else is speaking you Correct. just have the liberty to sleep and listen to that books a person sure. needs to be invested in it to read through the entire pages so do you think reducing attention span has taken a hit on book market as a whole right uh, so not really you know in terms of books and podcasts again i feel that both of them can coexist why not right because i am a person who loves reading i'm also a person who loves hearing to podcasts so why not can they coexist together yeah. again the second thing about the attention span is that see as much as you say that you know you can sleep and hear to a podcast it's important to have interest into that podcast right yeah. similarly when you are reading a book you you really want to be invested into it and therefore you have to be interested in the 
the story to read further. Yeah. The whole idea in either of them is the creative process. So, you know, how much are you hooked to reading a story? How much are you hooked to listening a podcast or seeing a podcast? So I think that's very important. And uh, that kind of, you know, uh, becomes the deciding factor for a viewer, for a listener or a reader if they'd want to continue with it. Also, I agree on the attention span part that yes, it has reduced. However, when you are, you know, uh, consuming some interesting content, you'll go on and on and on seeing it. The yeah. best example of it is the web series. If you're really interested into one of them, you will binge watch the whole night and complete it, right? And if you're not mm. interested, even when you have hours and hours, you're not going to read it. Oh, I'm sorry, watch it. Watch it. So, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. Understood. Um, so next what I wanted to ask to you is uh, a question which not from the writer's point of view but a lot of audience have this question that sure. they, I know a lot of people in my friends and also online uh, I know a lot of people who are essentially yes. college going or school going students and these guys to the core of their heart they, they respect the writers, they respect the author but they do not have the finances to purchase the book. And these are the kids, these are the kids who at their core hate plagiarism. Like they do not support the fact that you steal someone's content, upload it online to read for free. But yes. what their logic yes. goes is, what their logic goes is that dude, this book is going to teach me something. Right now I don't have the funds to pay it. So okay, I'll use one of these uh, play black check websites. I, I will uh, mm. get the book for free. I'll get the yeah, soft copy for free. I'll read through it. I'll learn out of it. In future when I'll become rich when I'll you know when I'll grow in life I would financially help the author so I know for a fact that this is a very vague idea to put into but this is what yeah. genuinely a lot of students go through so as a writer what is your take on this opinion and what is your advice to people who cannot financially purchase the books Sure. So, you know, that is an amazing question. Also because of the fact that I have been traveling a lot to different colleges before the lockdown for Mithas, right? Yeah. So, we were there in most of the Delhi University colleges. We were in a lot of other colleges in Indore as well. So, one thing when we had our stall in their fest, you know, Morris, is that one person entering into the fest is not coming, uh, you know, with a blank pocket. They do have money. Yeah. It's about the student's choice on which part of the fest would you want to invest. Yeah. I I was a student three years back. I kind of, you know, have gone through the same thing as well. When I used to enter my college fest, I had money in my bag, right? And that's when I had to decide okay, this is the amount that I have, say I have a 500 note. So when am I going to spend this? Do I want to spend it on food? Where do I want to, you know, invest it in? Do I want to spend it in games or books? So it's a student's choice as to where they want to spend their money. If you if you see the uh, the pricing of a lot of books, you know, the, I'm not talking about the international ones, but in the Indian market, the pricing is really affordable right now. So you get a book for say a one, it's a fair amount to pay for learning something new and uh, when we speak of that idea that you know I'm going to get a plagiarized book right now that's just a way of kind of you know justifying something that's just unacceptable Reducing so, your uh, for, 
reducing your guilt absolutely it's like slapping someone and saying hey i just did it because i was in a bad mood that's not acceptable right yeah. so uh, that's my take on uh, plagiarism and you know promoting plagiarism uh, in that way and when we talk of students specifically i kind of respect the fact that yes there are challenges and finances when they are dealing with it but then again it is a choice right there is a student who's kind of struggling to get the books and read it and there are people who are uh, just plagiarizing it and they are reading plagiarized books so i think that's just um, that's just a lame excuse for it if you really are interested in learning something you better take out that investment you know from the from the other things that you are spending so that's my take on it completely yeah and on the contrary a lot of people actually uh, they uh, by choice they purchase the book saying the fact that if i invest mm-hmm. money uh, i'll like i'll make sure that i read through it and i'll make sure that i learn out of yes it. because that puts yes, a value of investment yeah so true true that that's that's true and also like just adding uh, to this point is you know i meet a lot of people in the workshops and i kind of know that for 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 a fact they are really interested into investing something just for the sake that hey if i am writing the other day i would also want people to buy it not just to you know give it out for free so that that's also the positive side of the same thing yeah so on the same note on the same point uh, i know for a fact that there are like legally allowed applications available on google play store that uh, that put out uh, all these books for free there are websites that are active on google server on google.com you don't have to use any vpn or something just one click and you're away from all the books in the world they are available for free they are available yes. to download and read for free unlimited access i want to know that the book market is a huge market there are big names involved there are big businesses involved there are big money involved why doesn't this entire machinery of the book market legally shut down all these people who run these applications or who run these websites why is it impossible to legally shut them down so uh, see i think uh, one very big factor here is the, you know the copyright free books so when you don't have a copyright on your text anyone can kind of copy it use it and say that hey this is for free that is a very big legal clause that a lot of authors are just not aware of when they start writing they like hey it's okay i am going to give this to uh, the publisher it's upon them how they want to publish it but that's wrong right being an author you have to take complete ownership of what you have written that's one second is also the consumption so you really need to kind of you know uh stop the usage of plagiarized books going and downloading free books that really needs to stop because that's when they're not going to have a market so it's more than legal it's i think something that we as readers have to imbibe in ourselves you know as much as it seems that hey that international book that i was getting for 600 on amazon i can get it on a plagiarized website for for free i'm going to get it we need to stop having that uh, you know that lucrative thing in mind so it's more about the consumption that needs to stop and of course the copyright fact is a very important legal aspect okay so i had not expected this copyright thing to come so hold on the copyright point i got it that uh, as a writer you need to protect your work but i know of big names and i'm pretty much sure that the publication house is taking care so they have in place all the rights all the copyright thing and all still sure, their books sure. are published and uploaded on these plagiarized websites i'm uh, so uh, okay. what you what you answered from the readers point of view that as a reader you should have the courtesy to purchase the book i get it and i completely support it but uh, from yeah. the from the marketing uh, standpoint from the business standpoint the of the writer yeah 
why can't they mm-hmm. legally you know shut these books down or challenge these legally and get their business approved right see so i think there are a lot of uh, permutation and combinations when we talk about legal rights right so uh, there are books that are uh, completely free to be used by anyone and everyone like all the classics right now i think it's about 60 plus years you kind of uh, lose the copyright on it right so that is one reason anyone can download a book and say hey i've written it and i'll be publishing it for free that is one reason also there are a couple of other uh, things also i'm sure that are in the background which which everyone can play around um, you know for a fact that you know when you have to do something and you know how to play uh, around the words you can kind of you know uh, do it in the legal base as well so i think that's uh, the primary reason i am uh, unsure about the fact that as you asked that you know why uh, the bigger publishers when their books get plagiarized how can they not control it so that i am really unsure about I don't really have a clue about that yeah cool um, next what i wanted to ask you about was that uh, there are certain books that actually teach you technical stuff like you uh, for example suppose there is a book that learn photoshop in 70s now you need to read yeah. to every page of that book if you actually sure. want to learn photoshop sure. there are certain books which i call the chetan bhagat types so these are story books you mm-hmm. just have to go through the story now with youtube being a big part of the game there are certain book review people on youtube and what i've noticed yes. is that this, these guys Uh, in 5 to 10 minutes video they speak through the entire story like it's sort of like they in the, the name the title is that i'm reviewing this book but they are necessarily not reviewing this book they just narrate the thing yeah. that okay there was this the character there, there, this this was the protagonist this was the hero heroine they had a great they fought this that the end they speak out the entire story and as a viewer if i've heard the story there are very less chances that i'm going to buy the book and you know actually read it once again because i know that okay this is going to happen in a way the book is uh, our word is over here is that uh, he has spoiled the book for me the spoilers are released so uh, as a book writer what do you think like what what are your opinions if someone tomorrow reviews your book just the second day of release Sure, sure. I absolutely get uh, you know the question, and I agree with you that this is really something that you shouldn't be doing. Bad for the readers, bad for the writers as well. And I remember uh, a few years back, I think uh, this was a Preeti Shanoi's live that someone has had asked her that uh, you know I'm going to put this review up, and she was this reviewer was giving all the details about it. Uh, the author very politely you know just said that why do you have to post things that kind of just tell my whole story, and that's. absolutely you know sure shot wrong that you would not want to do this you know to your own story that you've built something over a year an author is kind of investing that that year in year and a half in uh, publishing as you mentioned there are people who are investing insanely into the marketing part as well and then just one day you pick up a book and you're like hey i'm going to tell you everything just a 100 rupee copy that you've bought and you've just you know uh, cut the readers who would be picking up the book so i feel that this is legit uh, you know unethical to do that and it's really wrong in terms of the writer's hard work as well so people who are doing that should really stop uh, to kind of you know review books and give up any anything and everything about it okay so in your opinion how much and what all things should be included in a book review video sure 
uh, and that's again a brilliant question so when you talk of a book review so you know people need to understand that book reviews are not just telling the whole story it's about building what this book is about like the theme of the book and giving out the details as to why one should read it that doesn't mean you tell the climax and say that hey that's amazing you rather say that the climax is good it has a nail biting finish so give the character traits or you know the traits of the writer's writing rather than giving away the story that's something i feel a book review should include also book reviews are personal right so you have to include something that you feel about the book not something that what others should be feeling about the book okay. so uh, for me the problem kind of comes here that the book reviewers right now they want to just teach everyone that hey this is the story about the writer doesn't know how to write this is how they should write that's not how you should be doing it yeah. criticize because you know writers me being one i really love uh, you know reading the criticism around the book it makes me feel uh, you know uh, that someone actually invest at time and giving me a critical feedback that's amazing but when you are writing a book review do not just go on and on you know selling your opinion so much that the others just you know don't feel like reading it anymore let them read up and decide no so for me a book review needs to include what the book is about and why one should read it the important factors and then your opinion about the book you did not like it all right just say that i did not like it because of the following points do not start selling it from the first line that this book is just horrible i'm not going to read it ever you should also not read it you know when to decide that right so yeah. i don't think that that should be part of the book review yeah so next i wanted to ask uh, is about a true video which is still up on youtube like it's literally there so this video is about a motivational speaker a kind of famous motivational speaker uh, he put out a he put out a video training other guys that if you want to become a motivational speaker these are the steps that you need to follow in one of his steps he says that uh, and these these were his into inverted comma wordings he said to make book likh lo usse tumhari authority dikhti hai ki acha ye bhai sahab ne book likha hua hai so that shows the okay he is some big legend he is some learned person and that's why he has a book to his name uh, now because writer in all the other forms of media it's easy to produce a video is easy to produce a podcast yeah. Yeah. a book someone feels that okay this guy has an authority and that thing is being uh, misused a lot wherein uh, yeah. books right now not being so if there is a pipeline and here is the market pe- uh, this side to the pipeline is people who are pushing books out of the pipeline to the market the people over here of the pipeline this this number has increased a lot because now it's it does not just consist of core writers this consists of a lot of people who are just using books as a medium to market their products and that has spoiled the entire book industry it makes like okay yeah. dusre insaan ki apni book hai so do you think like what are your views about this thing True. So you know, um, when you say that book लिख दो authority बन जाएगी बोलना बहुत आसान है, ठीक है? It's very easy to kind of just say that हाँ हाँ लिख दो book. लिखना भी तो एक चीज़ है ना. आप ऐसे ही कुछ भी crap तो नहीं लिख के publish कर सकते हो. And if you are doing it, you know, just by investing into the marketing of something else, you're not going to uh, you know reach out to an audience that's that's interested in reading. You're just using it as a marketing tool. I agree that it kind of uh, spoils the market because as you said that you know. every other person can then get up and say that he have written something but here you know morris there's one point i would really want to highlight even in the whole marketing process 
even if you're taking as a tool, if you're producing good content, no, if you're really helping your readers with entertainment or information or inspiration, it's still good. You know, you're producing some good content. Maybe it's for self, um, self. Um, I would say self marketing or self help. But uh, but if you're just writing crap and publishing it, I think you really need to stop because at the end of it, it's like a negative marketing to your brand as well. Because one person picking up the book, reading the content that's horrible, and then uh, coming to you, they, that person would never associate with you. So I think what's more important is to produce good content. You want to become a motivational person and you're doing it, do it. But then at least, you know, benefit your readers in some way, benefit the people who are reading it in some way. So yeah. here, I think I really look at it from the time investment of the reader, that if as a reader, I am investing, say, three hours into reading a book, I should at least have some bit of it, right? At least 10% should be valuable to me. Um, so I think that's that's what's important. And if you're really writing something crappy just for, you know, uh, saying that, hey, I've published, it's actually negative marketing for yourself. So you should really stop doing it right away. Yeah, this this thing, uh, as you mentioned, this thing is happening. Okay, in the physical book copy, it's happening still way less. In the ebook section, it has reached yeah. another level wherein every company in the world is giving out free books just so that when you hit the download button, you have to enter your email that goes into their funnel so that you keep receiving newsletters and mailing lists yeah. and all. And that the ebook yeah. market is yeah. very flooded. It's like everyone wants to put out and the ebook, as you said, quality content, right? The ebook does not consist of it's like a 30 to 40 page ebook and it is just things which you can get on the first click of your Google page. That is the information sure. that they provide in the ebook. Yeah. So uh, again, like the page does not kind of define the quality for me. Uh, we are kind of working on one book right now. That's just a, a 11 to 12 page book. But I know for a fact that every word that the author has written in it makes so much sense, you know, when you're reading it. So I think the quality doesn't really come from the page, but I know where you are coming from that, you know, if you're just uh, using the information from Google and you're just kind of um, rephrasing it and putting it up, it doesn't really make sense. It's not going to benefit you in any way also so um, I think yeah that part that that thing really needs to um, be reconsidered for a lot of people who are doing it yeah so uh, next what I wanted to ask you was that uh, this was the end the entire book segment you know writing for books and all yeah. there is another segment which is technical content writing I think a lot of people after their college yes. the first job that they get is either in a BPO or yes. as a technical yeah. writer wherein they write stuff I have been yeah. one, I have been in both sides. I've even been in a people as and, and as a technical content writer. That's why I know both sides of the coin. And I know for a fact that what these guys do, they tell you to write an article, which is let's say a top nine GIF making apps on Play Store. And what these technical okay. writers do is they open Chrome, they type this thing in the first page of Chrome. The first 10 websites, they open side by side on Chrome. In each tab, there is a website open. They read through nine websites, the 10th article is ready by default. Uh, do you think this is wrong in a way? Like, although you are doing it not for something creative, like these are mostly repetitive stuff. This is mostly yeah, information. Yeah. But do you think it's still uh, kind of harnesses plagiarism? Because these guys, for a sure, know that it is plagiarism. That's why they go on these anti-plague websites yes. which change the wordings into active passive and all. And yes. that's when the article is uploaded on Google. So do you think this, Correct. from a creative point of view, this is something that hurts the writer? Or is it just information to itna chalta hai? Sure. So, there are two things. One is that technical writing and creative writing are two different things, right? Mm -hmm. So, technical writing is one. The other one is creative writing. Mm -hmm. uh, creative writing, we've discussed at length that plagiarism is a big no-no. Mm -hmm. 
टेक्निकल राइटिंग अगेन प्लेजरिज्म इज अ बिग नो नो बट हियर द कंपनी दैट यू आर वर्किंग फॉर इन टर्म्स ऑफ योर कंटेंट राइटिंग और इन टर्म्स ऑफ बिल्डिंग यू नो टेक्निकल कंटेंट द रूल्स और द चेकलिस्ट ऑफ दैट कंपनी बिकम्स रियली इंपॉर्टेंट सो एज यू सेड दैट यू नो दिस इज द वे इन व्हिच पीपल वर्क किसी के 10 स्टेप खोले एक एक पैराग्राफ बनाया और एक आपका वो बन गया नाउ दिस इज हाउ यू आर प्रमोटिंग योर एम्प्लॉइज टू वर्क और हाउ यू वांट योर फ्रीलांसर्स टू वर्क व्हेन you know having worked in content writing having working for a lot of clients in technical sector i don't think that's exactly how we work it out we kind of have our opinions into it there is source content yes there is a, a content chunking that's required yes and there is a lot of inputs that you put into it as a writer as well so uh, you know for a fact i would say it depends also upon the uh, the process of the company you're working with if you're really producing something just जस्ट यू नो फॉर द सेक ऑफ इट की हाँ ठीक है मुझे दस ब्लॉग लिखने हैं तो इन दैट केस तो ऑब्वियसली आपको यही करना पड़ेगा ना यू वुड नॉट हैव द टाइम फॉर द सोर्स कॉन्टेंट एनालिसिस यू वुड नॉट हैव टाइम फॉर कॉन्टेंट एनालिसिस यू वुड नॉट हैव टाइम फॉर ब्रेन स्टॉमिंग हाउ एवर आई ऑल्सो हैव वर्क फॉर पीपल एंड आई हैव बिन फॉलोइंग दिस इन आर कंपनी एज वेल वेर वी एड वैल्यू टू द टेक्निकल पार्ट वी नो फॉर अ फैक्ट दैट ओके वी आर राइटिंग समथिंग इफ दिस गोज ऑन द वेब एंड सम वन इज रीडिंग इट वी वॉन्ट टू मेक श्योर दिस इज जस्ट नॉट अन अदर article so i think it also depends upon the process and the time investment on the brainstorming part you know so source content obviously would be the same but how much time are you investing in order to build content from that source content you know yeah. so that is important and uh, personally speaking for our company we spend a lot of time in order to research about that source content work on it and then see okay what can we do to this article sometimes uh, you know if you if you're writing about say hardware like you know there are technical things that you have to include about it you can't really include too much creativity into it however you can play with the structure you can play with the way you are narrating that listicle or article yeah. so i think that brainstorming is one of the most important segments of content writing which which every company should be following true i mean this is not even something additional this is the basic of content writing right true um connecting a point to this same point about technical writing yeah. which i said that a lot of people after college they start out with this thing and a mm-hmm. lot of people actually have this doubt that okay employee if you get become an employee in a company that is a different thing that you get a monthly salary but if you are sure. working as a freelancer if you just take up gigs from let's say five different companies how should a beginner how should a begin like a starting technical writer price himself in your opinion uh okay so um it it kind of depends one on the complexity if you're doing a basic job i think starting with the 0.25 per word is also fine if you're doing a really complex job like you know you're researching 3 hours 4 hours on something and then producing really quality content going up to uh, say 1.5 per word is also fine that okay. is what i would suggest it does not mean that this is the uh, this is the fixed rate that you should be following you can kind of you know you need to decide that how much effort am i putting into the this and charge for the effort and not for the word count is what i would suggest understood so right now in the writing space you have a good name okay people can just find you a google click away uh, assume you are starting out as a new fresh freelance writer you writing for different companies as i said mm-hmm. and you quote your rates to someone that hey i would be uh, you know asking for x rupees per word these guys cut it down to 25% of your quoted amount how do you negotiate because because you do not have any backing and i i have met a lot of writers who whose mindset goes in this way that 
dude, this is the work that I'm at least getting. If I say no to this, I as such have got no work in my hand. So I'm as such wasting my days. Better start writing, even if they are yeah they are paying me five paise, ten paise forward. So in this scenario, when when the person starting out does not have a pipeline of work, how does he negotiate? On what grounds? Because he is always in the fear that काम चला जाए. So, how does is, I think, uh, see, so one uh, negotiation not only in writing but any field depends upon how necessarily do you need to work, right? So uh, for me, I wouldn't uh, say there is a thumb rule to negotiating. That's something that's personal to every person. Every person has a separate way of uh, negotiating with clients and people. So it depends upon how much you need it and how well can you negotiate. So that's not something we can you know discuss and have five pointers for negotiating. It's something very personal to me uh, that any person uh, you know working on something knows how much value are you adding to that right yeah. um, also adding to it when you said that you know this is something that anyone can do so i think at that point of time you need to figure out the niche in yourself that where are you different from others where are you you know the person who is inevitable that without you the company would have to you know think that yaar is bande ne kaam kiya tha waisa hona chahiye so i think figuring out that usp also is very important if you're a freelancer true um next i wanted to ask you was that uh, i have heard a lot of writers say that uh, dude uh, writing does not make money at least in india like with the market we have with the customer demographics we have a big chunk in the very first place does not buy books secondly the one who buy the one who buy books they don't buy looking at the title or looking at the story content they buy saying that okay he is my favorite author even if he puts out anything even if he puts out content that i do not care about i would still buy that book like they don't experiment with authors they have a set choice four five authors they only yeah. purchase those books so uh, that's why uh, this guy like i have heard a lot of people say that uh, as a new writer when no one knows you when you are even not famous on media nowhere it's very tough to earn money out of writing because like i a big chunk goes to the publishing house as their commission fee and all so how how do things work at that point of time yeah so um i think that when you're talking of you know uh, getting into the new field obviously you know any creative field it takes time to establish yourself it will it is going to take time here as well right so it is the practical truth that once you come in you have to you know hustle make that effort to uh, to be known to be uh, you know reaching out to people more than even being known i think it's about gathering the readership that's interested in uh, reading what you have written so it does take time and i feel that the patience part is important you know so when you're starting to write you really need to be patient about it that it's okay it will work so i think yes that's that's true and that is something that we have to deal with yeah understood um so next what i wanted to ask you is that um for someone like right now you know the uh, tricks of the art that you know if you're writing out a book yeah. these are the four yeah. five things which you need to take care of for someone not knowing what are the basic no i i don't think there are any tricks for writing you yeah, know yeah as a not uh, tricks I mean, not uh, yeah. yeah okay so these are not that yeah. thing okay follow these and you will be famous so this is not yes. this is not that type of thing i'm asking that yeah. what are the what are the few basics which you need to get sorted when you are starting out with your first book like itna fix kar lena things would be great yaar meko aise lagta hai that when you are starting up it's really important to have everything fixed beforehand matlab you really need to be sure about your story you need to be sure about what narration you want to follow because i'll tell you the reason of it as well you're writing for say 8 months 9 months uh, sometimes a year and a half two years as well so 
at that point of time you as a person are also evolving right so up when you keep evolving you kind of add too much details into the story the way you did not want when you started so yeah. for me i would suggest figure the story out first you know you should know the details of the story and after that you know you start writing it i think that's going to help you a lot because you won't digress too much you you won't want to you know scrap it off because once you believed in it so believe in the idea and brainstorm before you start understood that's what i was so yeah. ending this podcast with the last question uh, what are your top 5 book recommendations and why do you recommend that particular book Sure. So uh, number one is Custody by Manju Kapoor. I mean, uh, that's a book that I read. I think in two thousand and fifteen, and it's been my favorite since then because the great characterization it has of the characters. I haven't seen someone else doing it better. So uh, that's one book. The second one I would say is Funny Boy by Sham Salvadurai. Um, if you kind of you know uh, are interested into knowing the political histories and also um, you know understanding a coming of age story of a person. and i think that's done brilliantly in this book then i would say um, one book that touched my heart even when it did not have uh, say too many uh, narrative techniques or something it's a test of my life by yuvraj singh i mean uh, that that book has a lot of emotions and you would see raw emotions in it i mean you know when you're reading it you will just see so many raw emotions i i i ended up crying at places you know when yuvraj was going through it so i think that becomes my third recommendation The fourth one I would say is Mrs. Dalloway by Virginia Woolf. I mean, a good book to read uh, if you're interested in feminism. Nothing like it. You know, you can just read through uh, the whole book and you know uh, understand the perspectives. And at number five, I mean, I have too many things going on, but I would say um, I would perhaps suggest. um i would say um the last wish by ajay pande so i kind of read it um you know when uh, when the launch just happened i visited it and the next day i picked it up and i i was going through it and i kind of felt the connect with the story and one part about this book again is not the language it's not the narration it's nothing but the story so again you know when you have a strong story you can reach out to people is what i feel so yeah but i also have like more recommendations yeah. if you're into plays you read uh, hello you read your shakespearean drama uh, waiting for godo i mean these are these are plays i've read in my literature right and i really enjoyed them if you're interested in poetry there is kamla das there's you know uh, we can say that you can read and i think kamla das nobody else can kind of write conversational poetry like she does yeah. so that's it and i can go on and on so i will better stop on this. yeah um just on a last note i know that i mentioned that that was my last question but looking at no this thing I, i just remembered one thing which i wanted to ask uh i i like very specifically study all the different creative professions now that could be stand up comedy that could be youtubing yes. as a thing that could be podcasting yes. that could be anything mm-hmm. um i do not know much about books but i know about all the others and what i know about sure. all the others is that every creative profession in the world that could also include being an rj Uh, has yeah. an element wherein every creative professional whom I have spoken with, they have said that there is sixty um, percent what you do for the money, and then there is forty percent which you do to satisfy your creative instinct. That happens in YouTube as well. Like sixty percent of the content you push out, it's because brands support such type of content, and because the viewers would want you to, you know, make such type of content. And there is forty percent which you, at your core, want to push out. what is the ratio in writing like how much do you do for the money and how much do you do for your creative satisfaction 
See, I, I kind of see it uh, for myself as a hundred percent when I'm writing for myself and writing because less than hundred percent, you'll never be able to complete a book, right? And once you're marketing it, then it is hundred percent for the sales. So it has to be a two uh, step process. When you are writing, it has to be hundred percent for yourself and the story that you are trusting in. And when you're publishing, it is trust in that story and the money that you're making. So for me, if you ask me, I think uh, in two ways, it is hundred percent of uh, the writing part initially and then 100% of making money at that point of time it's not really about hey I'll go and change what's there in my book no it's about selling the book so you first work on the story so much so that you're 100% and 130% sure of it and then when you're marketing it's about you know uh, promoting the book so for me it's like a two-fold process Understood. thank you so much so that was the thank thing you, like, that was my entire bothering for you today no, no, no. Thank you so much. It was yeah. really insightful and great. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much.